Hey there, over there. What, Hi. What, what's your name? My name's Uterus. And you were? Uh, I'm Elise. Elise, it's really lovely to meet you. I'm really confused by you. Really? Well, what I just... What would you like to know? Was it, I was expecting you to be different. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I mean... I mean, I know you've heard that I'm really strong. Yeah, and you're I am, just stronger. Strong doesn't necessarily mean muscular. Although I am a muscle, I'm really made up of a muscle. But it doesn't necessarily mean I'm like you know the curvy, kind of, you know, buff looking muscular. I'm just all of me is muscle actually. Also, you're just so shiny. I am shiny. Thank you. You're shiny and strong and a little unpredictable though. You. Are so unpredictable. A little unpredictable. I just, I guess what I'm really thrown off about is right now you're really small, but I know you're going to get huge. I have this amazing capacity to grow. Yeah. And then you just like get small again. I do. I have this great ability to get really big. And then I just go back to being, you know, pretty average size, really. I fit nicely in your abdominal cavity. So I was just wondering, I have a podcast. Uh-huh. And my... What's it called? It's called Pushing It. Okay. I typically co-host it with the amazing Jen Laird. Oh, I've heard really great things about her. I bet you have. Uh-huh. I was wondering if, perhaps uterus, if you wouldn't mind being on my show for an interview today. I would. Can you give me a little more insight about this whole podcast thing? Yeah. In fact, why don't I go ahead and introduce my show and you and tell a little bit about you. Excellent. Um, Or maybe I'll let you introduce yourself. And I've got a couple of questions for you. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks so much, uterus. Hey there. You are listening to Pushing It where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister, and today we have an amazing guest on our show. Unfortunately, Jen Laird cannot be with us today, but instead, we have the uterus. Yep. Um, so please welcome the uterus to the show. Um, she is here Uh looking mighty strong and shiny. Yep. Um, as usual, as usual. And I just, you know, I took, I paused the show for just a brief moment and grabbed her some snacks and Uh drinks. Um, because her agent informed me that it was really important to make sure that she was fed and hydrated. Can you just tell me briefly, uterus, why it's so important for you to be fed and hydrated for the show? If I'm feeling a tad bit dehydrated, I tend to just go a little out of control. I get a little unpredictable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Out of control? Yeah. Like throwing mics and stuff? Or can you give me more information? More, More like I start talking really, really fast. Or I just get really slow and tired and I can't keep going yeah whoa like because you know I am a muscle and so then I just start squeezing 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 but I got this friend the cervix who lives right below me yeah and um 
So the cervix and I work together really well. Oh, yeah, Ex- like business partners. You're like yes. Jen and I. Exactly. Except um, when um, when I've been holding onto a baby for like, you know, eight to nine months and I'm not well hydrated, I tend to um, kind of just get a little spastic and just start moving around a lot and causing a bit of discomfort to the rest of the body. And then the cervix is like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not opening. You're not actually doing anything good to help me open and soften and, you know, get smaller down here. So I'm just staying shut. Whoa. And can you tell me, uterus, why this might be a problem for for your person? Well, because my person's going to feel kind of annoyed that they're feeling some discomfort in their body. And they'll probably get a little adrenaline going like, woohoo! We're going to have a baby soon. But actually, I'm just being a little grumpy and just kind of flexing my muscle because I am a muscle without really doing any work for that cervix. Whoa. Okay. I'm so glad I just got you some food. And yes. Um, yes. I hope I, you don't mind string cheese. Nope. I just happen to have some. <laughs> this coconut water. I just oh happen to goodness. have some string cheese in my purse. All right, so now that you've had a little string cheese and coconut water, um, I, I can trust that you'll be a bit more predictable? Um, uh, probably. So here's my deal. Okay. I am usually pretty um, pretty small, actually. Yeah. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing yeah. that. Yeah. I got a job. I mean, I, I change monthly. Yes. Um, the inside of the lining of, of myself. We, we shed and we grow and, you know, there's a lot of changes that happen. But really, I start to not physically shine, but like really shine. Like, like woohoo, I get excited when I get to start growing a baby. Yeah. So when you first start growing a baby, uh-huh. one of the things that you get that's kind of new to you yeah. is a placenta. I do. Can you talk to me a little bit about what you do with your placenta and like where you stick it? It's kind of like you get to decorate your walls, right? <laughs> like like getting your apartment decorated. How do you how do you put it up? So typically, I try most of the time to let that placenta grow towards more my top because the thing is is if I let that placenta start growing more towards the bottom by my friend the cervix who lives yeah. just under me then it kind of um, gets complicated for when the cervix to open up if my placenta is too close to that cervix then the baby can't you know exit um, right, right and that can get a little dangerous just with the whole like bleeding for you know the body we're living living in and so on and well, so and that baby really needs that placenta to be inside until the baby's out right exactly i want to keep the placenta until my baby's gone otherwise it just gets a little more complicated right so sometimes the placenta chooses to um attach to the front and what I notice when that happens is that the person I'm living in, um, they don't feel the baby as much because that placenta, it makes a nice little cushion in the front. So, you know, a lot of people who are growing babies, you can feel the baby from the outside, like kick in and stuff once they get bigger. Um, not so much when that placenta chooses to be in the front of me. Oh, yeah. Like it just might take a little bit longer, right? Exactly. Got yeah. it. But... Is there, are there complications with having a placenta in the front? I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty standard. 
pretty standard. Not yeah. a not any concerns I'm, I'm with, with that. Yeah, I, I don't get worried about it. No, I'm good. Okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know about where you, where you attach your placenta. Yeah. That's so fascinating. So as I'm I'm I, I do a lot of changes in those nine months. I go from being pretty small and centrally located, kind of just behind the pubic bone, to more like living above um, somebody's belly button. Oh like, yeah, I take up all of that space because I've got a baby that's living inside of me that's like can be anywhere from like six and a half pounds to like 10 pounds so I gotta stretch and grow yeah and it takes some time right so around like halfway through that pregnancy 20 weeks where would you say you're at at that time would you say you're like way way up there or would you say you're still pretty tiny I'm I'm not I mean I'm not tiny but I'm not huge right I'm probably if you're feeling me you can feel me right at um oh can I use a fancy word is that okay oh please do umbilicus so the person's body who I'm living in I'm right around their umbilicus which also is known as their belly button oh I love that word too so it's just hanging out there sometimes um as a uterus as I'm growing with that baby inside of me I kind of do some stretching and that causes a little bit of tension on um, the round ligaments. So the round ligaments are kind of like surrounding me um, and helping me kind of stick where I'm supposed to be. But when, I, when I'm growing and I put some pressure on those round ligaments, um, they, the person's body we're living in, they start to kind of feel a little stretched and like, oh, that almost feels crampy. That's a little bit sore. Oh, wow. Do you have any suggestions for people who might be feeling that? Yeah. You know, um, doing a little bit of heat on there can be helpful. And I feel like I'm not overstretching, but kind of doing some stretching. Um, Usually the back pain I've got more ideas for than that abdominal pain in the front. Um, I think some people um, tend to get a little nervous about me getting bigger and that round ligament pain. And so they get kind of anxious about it. But if I could talk to him, I'd just say, hey, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm doing a lot of work and change over here. Dude, I got to get big enough to grow this, like, baby that's going to be, you know, full grown and living on the outside. That's a lot of work. You're really busy in there. I am really busy. I'm constantly changing and growing and making space. And you know what? I'm getting bigger because I got amniotic fluid that's Oh, wait. Hold made. on. You got what? Amniotic fluid. It's that that um, watery substance that the baby's living inside of. I'm encasing all of that. Oh, okay. Yep. So is that just filling you up? Like, are you what's holding the fluid in or is there something else in there? Like, how does that work? Like, what holds all the fluid in? Or is there like... You're referring to my neighbor, the... Um, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Are you referring to the that sack that's oh, living right. inside okay, of me? Okay, so you're not like the sack. There is a sack inside no, no. of you. No, I'm a muscle. Um, but my next door neighbor, um, the person who lives right inside of me, that would be the amniotic sac. Gotcha. And he's pretty cool, too. He's super strong and resilient, and he holds all of that fluid. And then our other neighbor to the south, his name is Cervix. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know, a fun fact about this amniotic sac is it's actually co-occupants. There's two. 
the amnion and the chorion they stick super close together it's a a multi multi housing unit it is more like a duplex yeah like it yeah it's like a duplex yeah yeah you you seem to know my neighbors well i do i do checking in on them Yeah. yeah um their job too you know i we don't get to i i i'm permanent as a uterus i just stay in there and so does my friend um the cervix right we we, we our jobs are long term whereas um just like my my friends the placenta and the amniotic sac they they're around for nine nine months with us and then once the baby exits they do too we say goodbye short-term tenants short-term we we don't have a long-term lease yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 great important jobs as well um and we also work together like um as as a uterus as a muscle when i start working in um early labor um which we'll talk about my unpredictability during that time but um my squeezing and stuff um along with sometimes the baby and other factors and people around um we can help that amniotic sac develop a little hole and then they lose their contents wow the fluid I am really admiring the way that your community works together. We are. We're all really tight. The short-term tenants, the long-term, we're really tight. Um, Sometimes, though, we're a little uncoordinated. We're not fighting, but we're a little uncoordinated. Let me give you a little example. So we have fully grown our baby. We've done all the things that we need to do. And now um, it's time to start working towards exiting that, that baby, right? And because I'm that muscle, sometimes I need a little bit of a warm up where mm. I start flexing and working hard, but then I'm like, nah, I don't think it's quite time yet. The hormones being sent my way are not what I need to really do my job. And so um, I get kind of cranky, but then I chill out until everything's kind of in place for um, us all to work together. Okay. I've got a lot of terms floating around in my head. Okay. I've heard a lot of different language used around this. Yeah. I've heard people talk about Braxton Hicks. Uh-huh. And I've heard people talk about prodromal labor. Oh, boy. Oh, Let me tell you. Is that, is that like almost like a four-letter word but way longer in your household? And it is. what are you talking about here when you're yeah, talking yeah. about a warm up? Is this, are you talking about Braxton Hicks or yeah. are you talking about prodromal labor here? So I actually start working and practicing kind of like, you know, if you're going to want to go to the soccer tournament and you really want to win, you got to do some practice, right? And sometimes my practices are um, something that the body I'm living in can feel. And other times it's not. Wait, sometimes you can't feel those practices? Exactly. That's why we call them Braxton Hicks. Basically, I'm just kind of flexing and practicing, but I'm not really doing anything to my neighbor, the cervix. We're just kind of like hanging out and I'm kind of like, you know, practicing. So your person shouldn't be freaking out Uh -uh. if they can't feel any Braxton Hicks. Nah, because sometimes you can't feel them. Okay. Doesn't mean I'm not going to do my job effectively when it's time to. Okay. So we have had people on the show or we've referred to other folks who have had a uterus who's been, dare I say, (gasps) cranky. Cranky. Yeah. And I think it's not necessarily because we didn't feed them string cheese and coconut water. No. Some of us are what we would call a little overactive. Mm. Yeah. 
we're not bad good we're just overactive yeah sometimes we're like hey it's time to start getting this baby out and then we realize actually no we don't have everything we need to get this <laughs> maybe baby next out. week yeah yeah um i was talking to a friend another uterus in another body last week and they um they were working pretty hard <laughs> all day like every 10 minutes they were like flexing whoa and the body they were living in was like okay yeah let me, let's let's let people know we might be kind of starting to think about bringing a baby in and um then they're like no actually conditions aren't right i'm just gonna chill out now and so they stopped you know and um we're still friends it's not you know oh thank god not angry in fact this week um they called me up and said yep did my job last night baby's here everything worked out and and was that uterus actually your friend the uterus efficient or oh man that uterus got super efficient oh that's so 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 efficient i'm not even going to tell you how efficient that uterus got right so for the person that um houses that uterus yeah you know if i was going to talk to her on the phone um what are some things that i could have said to her to help her make her uterus a little happier yeah, I, I, I would have pushed the snacks and the um, and some of that hydration. Wow. So really, yeah, you guys just need to be fed and hydrated. Yeah, and relaxed. Oh. You know, and I got to be, can I like, please don't tell my uterus friend this, but I got to be honest, that uterus was being a little bit cranky for no apparent reason. Oh. There wasn't like Sometimes a whole Sometimes they're lot. just moody for the sake of just being moody. Just a little bit moody. Nothing that that person that um, this uterus was living in that, really could have done much um i do know though that that person decided a little acupuncture was helpful for him and calm things down um and some walks some baths mm. oh some so wait baths out. huh yeah so sometimes the uterus really likes some heat huh yeah sometimes well, in that's fact nice. i believe their human also did some external like kind of like hot packs not too oh. hot just you know it's a muscle sometimes it feels good to have a little warmth there that is great. Okay, so but these are a great patients. tips. Because sometimes we hear, don't get into the tub. Oh, yeah. But when you have a cranky uterus, a nice warm bath is the way to go. My friend, that uterus, actually just decided to like, hey, now that I'm in the bath, I feel less cranky. I'm going to chill. Oh, that's so great to hear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, I work really hard. And you sure do. I do. And I think I don't get the credit I deserve. I would completely agree, uterus. Yeah. yeah. And um, I also find it um, to be a lot of pressure. So much pressure. I mean, there there's a lot of demand on you. There's a lot of demand on me. And then... Grow um, the baby, get the baby out, do all the things. And it's not all just my, my fault either. I mean, I got to have some hormones tell me what I can do otherwise mm. I'm kind of stuck oh you're so right can yeah. you just remind me again what kind of hormones are kind of your boss uh labor hormones like oxytocin and endorphins yeah. would you say those are the big ones that uh, are kind of bossing you around the most yeah those are the ones that I most appreciate actually um and also the baby the baby also gives me some like gentle 
encouragement nudges and says, hey, it's time. Yeah. In fact, to be quite honest, Elise, it's a little bit of a mystery what exactly is telling me what to do. Oh, the big I, you boss, know, I love that. That big boss is kind of a mystery, but I do know. I do know that there's some stuff that the baby tells me. I know there's some hormones involved, but there's also a little bit of mystery around this. Yeah. That helps me out. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. We, I think we also know that it's really helpful if the baby's in an ideal position because yeah. if the baby's not in a great position inside of you, it's totally not helps. quite that easy. Yeah. So that's why I um, kind of encourage um, the people I'm living in, hey, if you don't mind like switching up your body a little bit and maybe moving your body, I can become more efficient at what my job is and working. Okay. Here's a question. Yeah. So you've had some Braxton Hicks. Maybe there was some prodromal labor that was gotten through. Oh, wait. We didn't talk about that. Let me tell you what that prodromal okay. is. And then I'll get to my question. Okay, good. Um, so prodromal, sometimes I start working, but I'm not really talking to my cervix, my roommate who lives just under me. And so my cervix is not changing at all, but I'm, I'm still working. And sometimes I'm even working every like four to five minutes. And sometimes that can go on for hours. You're working overtime uterus. Exactly. And then, um, like I told you, sometimes I don't have the hormones or, you know, again, that mystery thing, the big boss that's actually telling me, okay, it's time to keep going. And so I just kind of take a break. I hope you're getting time and a half. Well, actually, that's when I get the really bad rap from the body I'm living in. They usually are really frustrated at me when I do take that break. Ugh. And then they call me prodromal. Do you, how do you feel about that word? I, you know, I've, I've come to accept it. Okay. Um, because, um, again, like I told you, that mystery, the big boss, I'm not always sure um, what's happening. But I do appreciate it when they're supportive, when they drink some water, when they rest a bit. That's, mm. That can be helpful. Rest, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems yeah. like if you can't go forward, you at least got to take a break. True. If, if the uterus is going to take a day off or have a little lunch break. Yep. Let's give the uterus a break. And I, I find what can be helpful as well is um, the body I'm living in kind of doing some different um, position changes, um, helping that baby getting into a better position inside of me. Because yeah. it's not all your fault. No, it's not all my fault. It, there's a lot of factors at play here, right? There's yeah. there's the body. Yep. There's the baby. There's the uterus. Uh-huh. Right? My friend, the cervix down there. Oh, man. Because the sometimes when I'm starting to do some of my work, the cervix is like, all right, yeah, I got this. How about I get a little softer now? Does that work for you? Yeah. I'm like, yes, thank you, cervix. But then I'm also getting pressure from above um, that brain saying, hurry up. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm working as fast as I can. But the cervix, they got a job too. They got to get a bit softer. They got to get shorter. And then they got to get a little more stretchy so that they can start opening up and dilating. It's so true. The cervix has a very, very big job as well. And everybody just thinks, oh gosh, the cervix only needs to dilate. Yeah. And no. it has so much work to do. It actually needs to kind of like go up and join you. Right? Exactly. We wanna... Slumber party in the uterus house. Yeah, exactly. So um, once I really, everything's kind of coming together for me, um, I start working pretty rhythmically usually. Um, at the beginning, I'd say I'm kind of on the clock, say maybe every 10 minutes or so. And usually the person I'm living in kind of goes about their business. 
Okay. Yeah. Tell me more about being on the clock. Like, you're on the clock every 10-ish minutes. Yeah. Is this like, I could set my timer to you? Nah, not always. Sometimes it is. But a lot of times, it's a little different than that. It's like, well, maybe 10, and then maybe 8, and then I'll go back to 10 for a while. Really, at this point... I'm just kind of trying to do my job, and I find it a lot easier to do my job if my human is not on my case about it. Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. Worrying, not on your case. Are you going to do your job? Oh, Would gotcha. you hurry up already? I'm like, dude, I am doing my job, but it just takes a little bit of revving up here. So it might be better if your human wasn't on your case and like did other things like watch some Netflix. Yes, definitely. And maybe we'll... Took that bath. <laughs> took a bath, went for a walk. Yep. Um, yep. Sometimes if you're human can do some things to feel really good, yeah. it can help you out. Those too. endorphins actually really do help me get get going. Yeah. 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 And then in general, I mean there's there's always the outlier here. Sometimes I don't follow the rules, but you know, I'm going to keep pretty basic now. Um I'm just I'm I'm going to start revving up more and I'm starting to work a little longer, a little stronger and um and, and I'm bringing them closer together. I love it. Yeah. Wow. So we're all just working really hard. And and when I'm working that hard where I'm getting longer and stronger and closer together, then my friend, the cervix, they're like, sweet, I'm joining the party. How about I start stretching out here? I love it. Teamwork. Yeah. So we're working together well. Sometimes we've got those little arguments where I'm working hard and they're not working as hard. Um, but I try to be patient and I try to encourage my um, my human, you know, body that I'm living in to try like, it's okay. We're going to get there. Stay strong. One step in front of the other. Yep. I mean, wait. One not foot in foot. front of the other. Yeah. yeah. I get how you didn't make that connection because you don't have feet. So no, no, it's no. cool. That's somebody else's job. That is not my job. I don't walk. Right. Right. Uh-uh. You don't walk. You don't walk. You leave just contract. That, leave that to the feet. Right, right. Well, th- that's another interview for a different day. Yes, totally. <laughs> so then um, I I also don't get accolades for how long I work. And not only yeah. do I have to work so long with the cervix, once the cervix actually has opened all up, they're done. Right. But they just come I up got, and join you and exactly. you're still going. I got to keep working because now I got to bring this baby down. And so that's my... okay. Hold on. What? Can we talk a little bit about that for a moment? I've got some big questions about you bringing this baby down. Uh Uh-huh. So part of that bringing the baby down, I hear has a lot to do with a stage that kind of bugs the heck out of me. It it just unnerves me a little, I guess might be the right term. Transition. Oh, yeah. That just bugs me. But the one thing about transition... Um, that I understand and that doesn't bug me is that it's a it's a reorganization of the uterus yep. where you just kind of shrink around the baby, yep. right? Can you can you speak to that and yeah. how that works for you? I would say I'm I'm getting more effective in helping push the baby down. Okay, so my pressure isn't so much lower where I'm trying to open my friend the cervix, but it's more about how do I take this baby living inside of me and push them down more so okay. the top of me um the is working a little harder than the sides of me to help bring that baby down and you just intuitively know how to do this i do because so you went through there's, transition there's different parts of me there's segments mm. um and 
we all have our different jobs and um yeah the segments inside are we're working pretty well together so these segments here um you we talked a bit about trans or i'm sorry about braxton hicks earlier and we didn't really quite touch on this but these segments Uh are what we yeah. were feeling cramping during Braxton yeah. Hicks, right? It wasn't, it's not all of you cramping. It's more of parts of me. Like those some segments, of, right? Some of my segments are just a little cranky. Yeah. And so they're moving, but we're not all all working together. Gotcha. Once we start working together, we get a lot more efficient about talking to the cervix. But wow. um, we're not always the best neighbors when we're being uncoordinated in our segments. We we got to we gotta talk, really flush out that communication so we can have a good communication with the cervix to open. I yeah. love it. So um, my that pressure that I have is more at the top of my uterus. Okay. I'm sorry, myself, because I am the uterus. Um, that pressure is more at the top, and I start to actually push down more. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, and you so know you what? bring the baby on down. I do, but I, I, I really like the help of the human I'm living in, too. Right. I yeah. mean, you can't do everything by yourself. No. It's a lot of hard work for, for them. I, I totally recognize that we're working together during this time. Um, here's my pet peeve, though. After, um, after the babies actually come out, though, I'm tired. Ugh. And I got to be honest. Sometimes when I have worked for like a long, long, long time, I get so tired that I have a hard time um, shrinking. Yeah, you just want a break, right? You deserve a break. I want a break. And so sometimes I can get a little boggy and not strong. Mm, so We've bog- all been boggy. Yeah. And, and being boggy and tired, it actually, though, is not the best for my human because the placenta it's been attached to me, and there's some blood vessels that are now left open. Oh, inside. right. And um, it's been, it was great before when I had placenta there because, you know, I need that blood perfusion. But now I need to actually close that up. So today, totally cool for you to be boggy. Like, yeah. it's just a good lazy day, right? Yeah, yeah. But after the baby comes out, you shouldn't be boggy. No more bogginess because if I am... Um, I'm probably going to let more blood than really should be leave. Okay. So people are going to keep an eye on this. Yeah. Providers. And I, I need some s- encouragement. Right. And I need, you know what I'm really asking for? I am asking for somebody to show up and check up on me. Okay. Because if I want to keep my human kind of, um, you know. Safe. Safe and fit. Then um, somebody needs to check up on me just to make sure I'm not going boggy. Okay. It doesn't feel the best, though, for my human because what happens is um, whoever is helping out, you know, that provider, um, Karen for my human, they they push on me. Oh, wait, what? They After, do so what? Again, let's just reiterate this. My baby's left, and so has my placenta. They're gone from the equation here. And I'm just like, whoa, that was a lot of hard work. And so somebody needs to come check up on me. So that provider... They're going to actually um, rub on me. But I'm kind of back to that spot where I was before at a, like 20 weeks. Oof. I'm down by um, my human's um, belly button. Okay. And so that provider's wow. going to do a little bit of, they call it massage, but it's it doesn't feel yeah. so massage Ladies and gentlemen, listeners, the term fundal massage, not fun or massage, right? It's kind of a weird term they give it. Right? Yeah, that's what it is. Well, that's because your rooftop yeah. is called your fundus, right? Yeah. Like your head. My head is the fundus. 
That's a weird thing. It is. Yeah. yeah. So that's the best. That's that's what you get. You just get it's a just fundal massage. Like that's that's your massage. That's I not don't cool. mind. I kind of like it because it's helping me out, to be honest. Okay. Like, just the human doesn't like it. The human doesn't so much like it. And, you know, they do it um, kind of every 15 minutes or so Oof. for that first hour. So people, we're sorry this is happening to you, but yeah. your uterus doesn't mind it. Okay, I really thank you. Do you hear your uterus? Your uterus is thanking you. I appreciate it. And, and once, all this amazing things. Look at she's done so much for I you. Know. You got to do this. Give it back to your uterus. Give me some gratitude. Oh, I thank you, uterus, for saying that. It's, thank you. It's not actually all about you, human. I have done all the work. Wow. Okay, maybe not. I'm getting a little too heady right now. I'm sorry. Let me dial it back. Okay. Take, yeah, dial it down, uterus. But wow. I mean, I thank you for for really um, bringing it back around to yeah. where we need to, to shine the spotlight for a moment. Because yeah. I think we need to see that you've done a lot of this work. Yeah, yeah And yeah. right now it can't be about just the person who's pushed the baby out. It exactly. has to be about you who's who who is also been contracting for so long. I want checked up on. Yeah. yeah, you you need your demands met. Yeah, so other people take up other jobs like, you know, lactation happens and there's hormones with that and another part of my of the body I'm living in gets used for that. But my job isn't totally over either, Elise. Like, I keep right. going. Like, I'm still not back to that you, size I was before the baby was growing in me. You are on the clock for so long, I really am. uterus. So it takes me a while for all those blood vessels inside of me to really close off. And besides, I got a lot of extra blood from having helped grow in that baby, right? Okay, so we're talking like three days. Three. But then I'm also talking like a couple of weeks in. I'm wait, still... wait, wait, wait a couple weeks like yeah. you should be fine in like no, two days no 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 no. i mean i am fine but i still got some blood to let loose wait tell me more help me understand well, it seems like you should just bounce back right you're a uterus back, but here's here's a little clue for you i really like it when the people i'm living in don't stand up a lot for the first few days after they've oh. had the baby and if they actually lay down Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of because that. Because I actually put a lot of pressure on the cervix and the pelvic floor. And they have both done a lot of amazing work in stretching and all of that they've been doing. And if I put too much pressure on that pelvic floor, sometimes the bladder doesn't like it too much. And also the pelvic floor is like, uh-uh, get back up there. You're, you're putting too much pressure on me. And so my human can really help by kind of laying down more than sitting up and putting putting that pressure on the pelvic floor mm. oh you mentioned the bladder you yeah. and the you and the bladder have a funny uh relationship in we your do. neighborhood don't you Our, we're, we're close we really are we're close um and um if the bladder does not get itself emptied during labor i get cranky right I'm like i don't have space right. i got a baby living inside of me and I'm trying to get this baby out. And here you are encroaching upon me and my space in this neighborhood. So you need to actually do your job and let go of that urine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's not enough I room in the neighborhood. Right. I get cranky and inefficient when that bladder is too full, to be quite honest. Mm, I'm like, you... stop taking up so much room in the neighborhood. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Do you have the same relationship with the rectum? Um. Well, Yeah. Yeah, to be quite honest, um, when I'm really doing my job and really efficient with that baby nice and low, then um, I, I, I got to also be honest, 
the baby can kind of encroach upon the rectum space and push whatever might be in that lower part out. Wow. So sometimes there there's a little tension in the neighborhood. There's okay. a little bit of tension down there. But we all, you know, in general, we're, we're working together. It just, it looks like tension. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to circle back to that a no, little bit. No, I appreciate bit. that. Um, That's good. It's good yeah. to talk about my friends and kind of all of our important jobs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. back back to recovering. Yeah. Um, so, so you are a little big still after this baby comes out. Can can you give me a timeline or, or a rough estimate on how long it might take you to get back down to this size that you are now? So somewhere around the neighborhood of about six weeks. Wow. Yeah. So it really takes I you mean, a while. I, I let, Let's, again, go back to my credit. I've been working hard for like nine months. And then I worked hard to help get this baby out it takes me a bit of time to like yeah. find my feet again i mean well my feet <laughs> have been there feet. the whole time so you know that's just your feet the uterus is that's feet. just body a uh, body joke in there <laughs> yeah uterus humor yeah yeah and then you know i i go back to kind of doing my monthly regular job um you know it, it varies from person to person oh, to be quite honest sense. um but yeah, then then it kind of goes back to same old, same old until I need to be used again. Okay, okay. That makes perfect sense. And and just because you're back to your normal size again at six weeks doesn't mean that the the body that you're in is yeah. like no longer postpartum though, right? No, no. There's still tons of change happening in that body. and um, Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you just talked about being used again for another baby. Can you um, – say if you were just going to name one major difference between yeah. the first time that you're used for a baby oh, yeah. and the second time you're used for a hey, baby I really, what's the biggest difference I appreciate you bringing that up yeah yeah uh, um I tend to be a little because I've done this it's like yeah. practice you're like right a, you're like a fast learner yeah I am a fast learner and so typically when um depending on how that baby's living inside of me that good position stuff I tend to be a bit more efficient and are you talking about efficient with birth or are you talking about like everything in pregnancy? Um, I tend to be a little crankier, mm. a little crankier during the pregnancy, um, but I tend to be more efficient um, when I actually go into labor. But I can ah. also be a little bit more um, practicey gotcha. for a couple of weeks before I really, you know, jump into doing the hard work. Sometimes I hear women say that they notice that they're showing a little bit more early yeah. on. Yeah, um, I, I tend to react faster. Yeah, yeah. I do. It, really... It's not that I'm like quicker at growing a baby. It's just I tend to react faster. And so you can see me a little more. Yeah, you just like, you really got, you got this down. I like, do. You're yeah. just very efficient now. Yeah, and you know, um, what I really appreciate in this conversation, in this interview, I, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not often that I get gratitude, and I feel like you've really given me some of that. And I also feel like you gave me some understanding, too, because um, sometimes I feel like people don't take the time to understand me and just, you know, encourage me and be with me. Um, because there can be a lot of change that I'm doing, and I don't, I don't always get patience. Oh, uh, so much patience for you, uterus. I'm trying my hardest. I really am. I think that's so important. I think that's why we really wanted to have you on today, yeah. is that so people can see all the hard yeah. work that you do, and 
and you know also see how important it is that you know you're doing yeah. all yeah. right with your snacks there because I, yeah yeah um we gotta keep you fed and hydrated Thank and you. not just leading up and through your birth and but also after we didn't really touch on that but gosh, you know, you just really you deserve all of Thank all you. of the all of the string cheese and coconut I really water. appreciate that. So, I I got a buzz now. Yes, but, of course. But um, I really want you to just give Jen my best and tell her I am really disappointed. I <laughs> yes. I didn't get to meet her and that I just hear such amazing things <laughs> about her knowledge, her beauty, her intuition. She's she's all of those. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, and I just want to put it out there for the listeners yeah. that um, if you have questions for the uterus, I am um, it so is, open to those questions. Yeah, I love it. And I don't know if you have your own social media page or not, but I, I don't right now. I'd rather it just kind of went through pushing it. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. You can send those yeah. questions to Pushing It Podcast on Facebook or uh, on Instagram, or you can shoot us an email at podcasters at pushing it podcast. Yeah, we can't wait to hear from you. I also hear that you. Um, you sometimes need um, some extra help. We sure do. We love support um, yeah. in all the ways, and that includes financial support because we want to keep bringing amazing topics to you and interviews like interviews with the uterus. I mean, I I can talk to my friend the cervix and see if they're if, willing. I we'd love to get the uterus on. So if they're open. If, <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes they're close, but it, we just got to play it, the timing right. Organ humor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I did hear that you got a Patreon page. Yeah, yeah, so, we got a Patreon page. And I also hear that you're going to highlight a bit more of that in your social media account this week. So that's yeah, great. So, I look forward to that. Yeah, check it out. You can spend some one-on-one or uh, uh, one-on-two with Jen yeah, and I. And, uh, yeah, and maybe we'll invite the uterus to join us. So. Yeah. Check it out. Thanks a lot again. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thanks so much, uterus. Thanks for listening. Mm